Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 158th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service. The season is finally underway, and uh, I, I for one, uh, are pretty happy about it. Season, the, the Blue Jays, your Toronto Blue Jays, my Toronto Blue Jays, the team that, that brings us here together today, uh, off to a... Uh, uh, off to a not awful start, which is pretty much uh, all anybody can hope for uh, after last year, and I believe the year before as well. Off to a bit of a slow start, uh, uh, and even even the season this season, however many games into it they are, seven, uh, it could have been worse given the way it started. Um, uh, when last we spoke to you, uh, it, we were live and in the flesh at um, at the rec room, and we want to, of course, say thank you to everybody who made it out. Uh, it was great to see lots of uh, new faces and uh, and familiar faces. I want to give an extra special shout out. I'm not 100% sure that he listens to the podcast, but uh, I believe uh, Tristan Waldock, he is from Australia, and he happened to be in Toronto. He's an Orioles fan, God bless him, uh, and he was in Toronto. like He'd never left Australia before, and he and his friends were in New York, and they decided on a whim to go to, to come to Toronto, and he ended up at the, at the rec room, and it was great to meet him. He's a cool dude. Uh, listen to the same kind of music that I do. And again, he likes the Orioles, but we won't hold that against him. It was great to meet him. And it was also great in, to see in the flesh for the second time in a week, uh, uh, the man we, we uh, what do we call him? Old Reliable? Yeah, uh, uh, Old Reliable, yeah. That's you, Old Reliable. Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. I thought you were talking about uh, someone, you know, worth seeing, but apparently you meant me. No, it was good. It was oh, great. Okay. That's Again, two weeks in a row, you and I. The last... The one before last had some audio issues, I think, at Bo's, Bo's antique kitchen table. Yeah. Not maybe sonically perfect. Well, um, when someone keeps banging their fist on the damn table next to the microphone, yeah, it's, you're, you might hear some things. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> me, right? That's what I do? That is 1,000% what you do, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is what I, do. I get fired up. We need, uh, we need, anyway. we need Ryan Eli here to, uh, to give you the fucking death stare. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Eli, good dude, uh, yeah. former producer of uh, yeah. Getting Blanked and, and uh, DJ Up. I know that he uh, Metro Media. He was doing some producing some podcasts for them. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it was good to see you. And it was. Did you have a nice time there at the uh, at the opening festival? I did. I did. It was. Uh, it was a lovely event. I was glad that people showed up. It was nice that they did. It was nice that people, you know, paid attention while we were talking and rambling on about whatever the fuck we did and. Uh, uh, yeah, it was good. The only unfortunate thing was, you know, the Jays looked like garbage, and it felt like the season was basically over before it started, uh, which is not it true. Could not have, yeah. It could not have been a worse game to start with. <laughs> really I, I do. I want to send an apology. Uh, I want to apologize. Uh, during the live show, there was somebody who, uh, I don't know how they ended up in, the, in, in there, but they, I don't know that they were there for all the, all the right reasons. To they, they were Well, whatever. They were there to have some drinks and have some fun. And the podcast seemed like it was getting in the way, especially because it started on like a super dark note for whatever reason, because we were burying too low. Yeah. Uh, and, and I tried to use, I used like a very tired old like heckler knockdown. So I want to apologize for that. Not to him, but to the listeners that had to hear it, especially out of context. It just did, the, the line landed flat. And for that, I, <laughs> I, I, for, for I, that I, I apologize. I won't ask you to repeat it. I, I don't remember. Uh, was it? There was something about a broom being knocked out of his hands. Not appropriate. Okay. Not a, again, I don't apologize to him. I apologize to uh, to the listener. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, no, it could not have... The game itself, I, everything that the Yank, everything the Yankees were purported to be was, like, right there on display. It was awful in terms of Stanton hitting two missile bombs. <laughs> like, ridiculous and, bombs, yeah. 
The second one, the second one, we were sitting there at the at the end. We had already, you know, obviously we had finished and we were kind of, you know, moving our way around. But we were sitting um, side by side, basically, you and I, and with uh, with our friend Remco and some other folks. And when Clipper Tyler Clipper came in to face Stanton, I took like I said to you or somebody like I don't have high hopes for this at bat, and I was correct <laughs> in not having high hopes uh, for that at bat because that was the one to center field, I believe. Uh, was that the one that was the highest exit velocity in Statcast history, or something like that? Something or like that. Yeah, I believe well, maybe just opp- on a home run, but still, it was yeah, it was. An I think it was the highest place. opposite field Statcast. Anyway, it was it was an impressive Giancarlo Stanton clout, of course. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, you know, the, that Yankees lineup is really tough. And I think, I don't think Jay Happ even pitched that bad myself. Um, maybe he obviously bothered a little bit by the home run or obviously it was the one home run, but I don't think Happ pitched pitch bad and the game was what it was. But then of course the season rolled on. And after, after losing again on uh, good Friday, uh, not so good, uh, the Jays came back. And of course the, um, the big one was, uh, the big come from behind victory. Thanks to the, uh, Justin spoke. Grand Slam, thanks to Aaron Boone managing his way around, just managing it up. <laughs> Love that. Big fan of Aaron Boone uh, already. Yeah. It's 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 been a week. So it was it was a week ago we did that. And it already feels like this is the best part of the baseball season. It feels like it was a thousand years ago. It really does. Um when Josh Johnson couldn't throw. Yeah. Though that I mean that was part of the first game, right? I mean that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he could, that was he that could was not now. good for the old forbidding. Yeah, he can throw now. He's fine. I mean, maybe not 100% fine, but he looks fine-ish. He doesn't look like... Like, there isn't an entire country wincing every time the ball is hit to third base. Well, it was... Which, that... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, in our defense, it was, you know, obviously visions of Bautista after the Orioles, after trying to throw out Delman Young, and then, couldn't, you know, couldn't throw right for a year. Probably a year mm-hmm. and a half, right? I mean, so... I would when say you, that when you see that you're kind of you're kind of reminded of oh yeah I remember that sometimes these things can take a really long time to clear up in which case um, actually the Blue Jays would probably be fine they may they may be better with Solarte at third and and uh, <laughs> and Donaldson as the DH than my uh, my enormous adult son Kendrys Morales. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say that things. it was. The Donaldson thing was worse than the Bautista thing. Bautista, it was more... I think that, obviously, he was getting older, and he was known for his incredible throwing arm. And then for a couple of years, his throwing arm wasn't great. But it didn't look half as bad as that Josh Donaldson thing. No. (laughs) I have a a friend named Ian, uh, an old friend of mine from where I grew up. And Ian was always a really good baseball player. Until he was... He was one of those kids that, like, they used to make a pitch a lot. And he blew his shoulder, got wrecked. So then he kept playing baseball all through high school. But Ian couldn't throw it all by the end. But it would all the all like the movements were there. He would like you know collect the ball. He was a really good infielder, big collect. He'd take his crow hop and then just like go to go to fire it across the infield, and the ball would go absolutely nowhere. It would <laughs> it was like it was shot straight up in the air with topspin. Oh. Like there was just something wrong with it. And that is exactly what Josh Donaldson looked like. Where. It was just like the ball was, you expected it to come out and just nothing, like not a single thing behind it. It was so dire. And then at the same time, for me, watching it with a big group of people like that, not being at the game, but just this, the murmur, like, oh, oh it goes through the crowd when, the, when he does it for the second time. And then all of online is consi- uh, all having a heart attack all at the same time. And everyone in the stadium 
murmuring like, oh, 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 what the fuck? It was horrible. And at the same time as all of the Yankees yankeeing all over the place, it was not a great start to the year. But I don't know about you. I feel pretty good right now. If I, as, as, as someone who's watching the Blue Jays, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. Get the Trash Rangers and the Trash Orioles coming up. I know it's on the road, but uh, they only have to play. They, they could play. They can play 500 baseball from here, and they'll finish above 500. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know that's really all we're that's all we can hope for at this point. But no, it, it uh, last year obviously was just so ridiculous. Uh, losing what eight in a row off the start, and they were like two and seventeen. It felt like I don't think that's correct. That couldn't possibly be correct, but it was something stupid like that. And uh, it wasn't far off. It really, really wasn't. Um, and you know, and you're like you say, the year before was the, the good starts have not been uh, a thing around here. And I, they are not out of the woods yet by any stretch. But uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The first turn through the rotation looked good. Uh, there are some guys in the lineup who seem to be doing an all right job. Other guys maybe not so much. Uh, but obviously, it's much too soon to get super worried about you know Randall Grichuk or Kenders Morales or you know whoever else. Um, yeah, it's, it's, the team is looking like what we thought it was going to be, which is a team that's going to win a bunch of games and probably lose a bunch of games, but can, but can win a bunch of games. Uh, I, I don't know. I came away. I, I, right now I'm really impressed with the pitching and it's, it, it's funny because so when, when we were setting up the show and I was building the lineup or whatever, I was thinking like, oh, there's no way. I'm not going to go to. I'm not going to go to Fangraphs. I'm not going to look at any of that stuff because it's so bunk early on. Because it is, you know, there's just there's so much room. But I was very surprised to see in terms of um, uh, like uh, Fangraphs, which is obviously based on uh, FIP and stuff. They are the, one of the worst teams. They're below replacement because the the team has been bothered by the home run ball very much early on. Of course, they played all their games indoors. Uh, and against the Yankees, uh, for the most part, and the White Sox, which are, uh, you know, obviously that's kind of what they're built to do. But I, I really feel like everything that I kind of hoped and expected at the beginning of the year is what I've seen in that, like, they can really pitch. I really think that the team can really pitch. And even Tyler Clipper, who's going to be bothered by the home run, no matter where he goes or who he's facing, um, I, I have no reservations. I feel like the pitching staff is like, Pitching staff has developed almost exactly as we would have thought it would, right? The guys who we thought are going to everyone looks about how they look, yeah, right. I mean, Mar- you know, like Marcus Stroman had a okay start, not a great start, or you know, I think I think he was. A, I, I would say he's better than just okay. I mean, he had that one, that one two out rally where everything sort of went sideways on him, and I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, mm-hmm. But just a string of batters in a row hit the ball kind of hard, and then every you know the rest of the outing was. Pretty much fine, which, you know, I don't want to, you know, you can't take that away. That obviously happened. But, yeah, I don't think there was anything to be concerned about Marcus Stroman going forward. Most most outings, that won't happen. Or he'll hopefully, you know, recover a little more uh, quickly than he did. Uh, maybe a thing to watch is his, because uh, I think, was it two years ago where he had, if you look at his splits with runners on base or, you know, pitching out of the stretch, basically, was was perhaps an issue for him. Uh, mm. So maybe maybe something to consider there, but I don't know. I think uh, I think he was fine. I think Sanchez has looked good. I think Jaime Garcia pitched really well, even though you know it's against the White Sox. So so what can you say? But yeah, every, everybody pitched well. The bullpen looked like it it has come together the way that you would really hope. And and there's 
you know, there's some question marks with O, and there's the and like you say, Clippard with the home runs, but you know, Axford's going to walk guys. But generally, there's there's mm-hmm. decent guys here. There's decent pitchers here. There's decent uh, uh, decent starters, decent relievers. It's 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 going to be. Yeah, it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 weird to be optimistic at whatever they are, at like four and three, uh, because it could all change very very quickly. Uh, but, right. But yeah, I don't know. I believe in Jay Happ and Marcus Stroman and Marco Estrada and Aaron Sanchez. I think that uh, they're going to go out and give you a chance to win every day, and and the offense is is okay. It's it's you know it doesn't take too many hits mixed in with like, like from shitty guys mixed in with like what the the josh donaldson of the worlds are sort of expected to do to make the offense run Mm -hmm. pretty good yeah no uh, i think uh, especially coming off of a season that got off to such a slow start that to at least come out and have the pitching staff have give the appearance of being uh, pitching to expectation or or performing to expectation no they're not going to be the best pitching staff in the world they're not going to strike more people out than anyone in the world. Home runs are going to be a problem for quite a few guys. For quite a few guys in the lineup. But uh, nobody looks... Even even like the... the, Again, very early days, but Axford and O and uh, and Clipper, nobody has looked as bad as... uh, What was the guy last year, the lefty? (laughs) Oh, JP Howell. Howell, yeah. Jason Gurley didn't, or, didn't look so great last year either. Or... Gurley or Drew Storen before that just looked, you know, guys who were like, oh, I'm worried about him being fucking awful. And then he comes out and it's like, oh, look, he's fucking awful. There's been not a lot of that. Right. That's, uh, that's There's been nothing of that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah, there's concerns about O's velocity and, and pitching on, on back-to-backs. And, um, you know, we'll, obviously that's something to monitor. And the home runs. Are something to monitor. Something to monitor, and if it looks as though um, a team that could be vulnerable to it is increasingly vulnerable to it, then it might be time to sort of reapprise how they go about building the staff. But all that being said, I'm I feel good about it. I, I they're not I, the the team. My I made a an off color comment on on Twitter about they, like they don't they're not a prototypical new prototypical staff. There's no big fucking giant who can throw 100 miles an hour. John Axford's like the biggest guy who throws the hardest, right? Yeah. But it's not just, they're not like the Yankees. But they have, a, they have there's guys who can get you out. There yeah. are guys who can get you out in, in, in every position. And there 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 is not a lot of highs and lows. And they're not a, I mean, it's a veteran team built with veteran pitchers who know how to get it done. And I think even, you know. Even above above that, you know, I was kind of encouraged by you know Sanchez throwing all those changeups and looking good and getting a lot of swing and miss mm-hmm. on there, which hasn't been a thing in his game. Which, you know, if he can add that dimension uh, and be as effective, you know, as we saw in 2016, as opposed to the complete write off that he was last year, I mean, that could be mm-hmm. a substantial step forward. I, again, everything comes with the super early caveat here, but that was that was an encouraging mm-hmm. part of his performance to see him being able to do that and and to hear him after the game saying, you know, feeling good about the changeup, wanting to throw it because it's a pitch that he just, you know, didn't use as much uh, last year, uh, and and he's been so reliant on on the the fastball and the sinker. Uh, that that's a thing. And Marcus Stroman got a bit uh, a bit more strikeout, a bit more swing and miss as well, which is something that. You know, you don't want to you don't want to start counting these things just yet. But those are aspects of those guys' games or their game that it's uh, uh, 
that has always maybe sort of held them back from being the sort of true frontline pitchers. And I don't know if they'll ever actually get there, but the the more that they're able to make use of swing and miss, uh, in addition to their ability to keep you know keep the ball out of the ball out of the uh, you know in the ballpark and on the ground, uh, I don't know. It could be really good. Yeah, and and, uh, and Osuna, of course, Osuna has been perfect, and he's been he's been almost pitching a little, a little bit differently. He just he, so far he's just been like completely filling the zone, like not no no balls, like just all strikes, everything's in the zone. Kind of maybe maybe having taking bidding a bit of a more aggressive uh, tack, or maybe um, I guess something to to monitor something that I something that I feel the great pitchers and relievers in particular, and you know Andrew Miller is is probably the the best at this of anyone that I've ever seen or recently seen is he makes you take strikes and swing at ball. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if Osuna, who, if he, if he, um, if that's something that he can get to, if he, if he's able to, uh, to really mix and match and spot his fastball in the outside corner and set guys up for the, for the slider and, and kind of pitch backwards a little bit or do whatever he does. Um, uh, that's encouraging. I mean, we, we all know what a great pitcher he is. So, Again, yeah, we, I, we great to see him getting off to a strong start. Yeah, we are kind of obviously coming from less the the sort of impressionistic school of, of these sorts of things. But you just, I don't mm-hmm. know. There's, there's just, there's, there's no fucking doubt in your mind right now. And as soon as it comes out, it's only been, you know, what does he have three saves? Or I, I know he wouldn't have even saved the one. Like I don't know how many times he's even pitched. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, him going out there being aggressive, you're not concerned about him catching too much of the plate about him doing anything wrong right now and uh and that's especially encouraging and especially nice uh because of how weird last year was where he had a really good year statistically a really good year in terms of you know the strikeout rate was way up there was all sorts of good things sort of baked into the numbers and then there were all the blown saves and all the weird things that happened and all the uh you know the weird things that might have been that might have been luck that i didn't you know I think at some point I speculated is he tipping or something or what what is going on because mm-hmm, he was having mm-hmm. a lot of he was having a lot of trouble uh I think with runners on last year and the, the like the the strand rate was just completely haywire even though you know the stuff all looked there and and uh it, he didn't feel it I remember writing that he didn't feel like himself or didn't watching him it didn't look like he looked like himself uh but we could never really sort of put a, a finger on what the hell was actually going wrong and maybe it was just because there wasn't anything going wrong and he's just really good and it was just a weird thing that sort of happened and uh for him to come out and just to feel so dominant uh right out of the out of the shoot is again i'm gonna say again uh quite good quite good quite good and uh on the offensive side obviously uh something that i expressed was was maybe some concern about um justin smoke reverting to actual justin smoke instead of the 2017 Justin Smoke that we saw. Uh, obviously, those concerns are out the window. <laughs> well, for he, now, in yeah. fact, might be the greatest hitter of all time. <laughs> Definitely the most uh, clutch, most ability to come up and deliver when need when uh, when required. When when duty calls, when he might have been, have received a day off, but instead he's pressed into duty because it is his bobblehead day, and he responds with two home runs <laughs> because John Gibbons is in fact a scientist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, again, very early, but pro- positive returns. Positive returns in terms of, you know, not uh, you know flailing and everything, not falling way behind in every count, and and just turning in great at bats. And I I think that the the David uh, Robertson exa- at bat is was a great one. Like it wasn't, you know, he he, he battled. That was a great he was, battle yeah, he did, with yep. Robertson 
to get to that full full count, I believe, when Robertson missed with that uh, cuttery thing that he says isn't a cutter, but obviously is. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's been it's been really encouraging, and and, uh, and he's not alone, obviously. And and then Josh Donaldson, of course, who didn't look um, obviously there there was. Uh, you, you, I think impressionistic was the word that you just used, and there are some who were having watched his struggles with throwing the baseball, and then the, everyone around the team swear up and down that it's not structural, it's not an injury, it's a bit of dead arm, it's a bit of this and that. There are there's a couple, uh, you know, very loud injury expert types on uh, online who are like, oh, his shoulder's coming off, he looks like shit at the plate, he's not right, he's dying, should have signed an extension before. And then he turns out like, oh, no, he's fine. He's hitting the ball the other way and then hitting the yank and the ball down the one foul, like the one line, like, you know, maybe just. Shut up. The, well, the, the injury that. experts could probably use uh, not doing that. But, yeah, no, I caught a bit of that as well. Um, but but also, yeah, back, I mean, back to smoke, it's uh, uh, he hasn't looked like Morales. Is, I think the thing that I was thinking right away, which I which I'm sort of I'm getting trying to get in front of. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm one for two so far. I, I was a backer of Smoke. I wasn't concerned about Smoke. I mean, I obviously, obviously was, but I pretended I wasn't because I felt that there was some sound information that would lead that would lead Smoke to be okay. Uh, I also felt that Kendrick Morales might be all right, and uh, that hasn't looked as mm-hmm. good. Though he hit the ball in the screws there at the end of uh, at the end of the, the game three loss to the White Sox. Uh, you know, that's. That was good, I guess. He gave a ball ride earlier in that game. <laughs> uh, I think, that's I think that's went, all we really can ever hope for, right? You know, it it, it is tough to event, you know, to to have watched all of last year and to still this year be going like, oh, all right, well, he almost got that one. That's <laughs> they're going to start falling, and it's like, oh, they might, they might not, they might not. Um, whatever, I guess. I'll, I'll, if it, if it comes to it, I will. I will your friend and mine, Dave Burrow's friend of the show, uh, some sort of a some sort of a thing. I don't fucking know. I've made a I've made a wager. Is what I'm trying to say. I think I've mentioned on here before. But uh, uh, Dave, Dave Burrow's on, on Twitter also informed me that I made a wager with him. I don't really have a lot in the way of uh, of remembering. Uh, like I I think he's he just sort of assumed that I was going along with it, but I did well, not. I mean, he's he's a menace, so I wouldn't. Uh... He is a menace. I wouldn't, I but wouldn't he he and I he and I bet on the uh, the production the relative production levels of Christian Yelich and uh, Marcelo Zuna ah. um, next year uh, this year okay. and uh, with me of course choosing my my Vincent Adultman son Christian Yelich <laughs> right um, uh, but anyway back to the Blue Jays uh, yeah so Donaldson looks great and I mean again very early. you know he, well he never Don- Donaldson would even say I mean what uh, from what I understand you know he's He's not there yet. He looks he looks this good. I mean, this good is relative, but yeah, you know, like you say, opposite field home run, yanking the ball down the line, hitting it hard, looks fine. Uh, the throws look much better in recent games. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he barely had a spring training. He didn't have a, a ton of work in spring training, and is still kind of getting his timing, getting you know, starting to feel like himself. So this isn't even what he's going to be. It's it, it's. You know, it's so easy with Donaldson, especially when the throws thing sort of happened and he didn't, you know, he didn't play much in spring, like I say. Uh, mm-hmm. You worry about what happened to him last year and how he was so sidetracked by that injury. But you kind of maybe forget 
how unbelievable he was in the second half. I think he led the majors in home runs after the all-star break. He had 24 home runs after the all-star break and was like, went from, he had like a 110 weighted runs created plus in like three weeks into July and finished at 150 or something like that. Like he had a unbelievable second half. He uh, was a five win player <laughs> in a hundred games. Yeah. He, the first 50 of which he was hurt. Yeah. Like, he started out bad, and then he was gone, and then he came back and was like, oh, uh, what's up? What's going on with this yeah. uh, Josh Donaldson here? And then by the end of the year, it's like, oh, look, it's another Josh Donaldson season like all the others. It does. Uh, it, it gives you a little bit of, uh, at, at this point, it gives you a little bit of hope. You're like, wow, imagine imagine that for, like, another 150 games. That would be that would be nice. That would be very good. Good to see his trade value wasn't totally submarined uh, right. or on opening day. Exactly. Uh one guy that we have to give credit to, which I know that you and I are loath to do, uh, Kevin Pillar. Uh, yeah. Now, Kevin Pillar is doing, for the most part, exactly Kevin Pillar things, which is Kevin Pillar will get uh, everything will fall in, or he'll hit the ball hard uh, every day for uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, this is it. This is the Kevin Pillar we thought we were going to, or he, he promised we were going to see every year, <laughs> spring training or whenever, there's going to be a new Kevin Pillar. He's improving his plate discipline. He's. He's changing the way his approach. He's going to draw some more walks. He's going to not flail or do whatever, or swing at everything. Um, and, and so far, none of that's true. He's the exact same guy. He's just on one of those Kevin Pillar heaters that everyone everyone goes on a heater from time to time. Uh, but Kevin Pillar's in the middle of it. He's not doesn't walk at all. Hasn't walked at all. He's striking out actually more than usual. But the one thing that Kevin Pillar said he was going to do, and he has done so far, is uh, run the bases aggressively. He sure, he sure has, yeah. And then he, of course, turned in one of the great, one of the great stolen base, uh, base running uh, clinics, frankly, of all time. Uh, with a delayed steal of home plate, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's it, the second best steal of home the Roger Center has ever seen. I, I, think that it, I think that it may be, yeah. I think that it very well may be. Um, you think it's better? Like, I'm, I'm referring, Aaron Hill yeah, of course, stole Aaron, home no, on Aaron Andy Hill. Pettit. Yeah. But it, 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 I shouldn't. I, I should say that the Pilar was better. He did it against a right-handed pitcher, and Della DePantis, who's a really good reliever, also clearly the Yankees' worst reliever, which is um, bonkers. But yes, I think also correct. yeah. <laughs> but like totally out to lunch, like in his head, and uh, and then next thing you know, there's Pilar stealing home. DePantis, oh, totally uh, un- caught unaware, threw the ball away. Oh, it was great. It was a terrific moment, and he's got he's, he's Pilar's. He's out there doing it, and of course, uh, I think John Lott wrote a great story about how it all stemmed from a uh, tip from from Tulo, of course. Of course, right? Everything Tulo <laughs> reaching reaching down from beyond the grave. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, a lot of the stories are uh, this this year. Everyone, there's always a nod to Tulo in there. So, because uh, I'm saying this, because this is what I'm going to do right now. Uh huh. I am, I am, um, going to spend the next probably three years justifying Troy Tulowitzki's, uh, just just to ju- rationalizing Troy Tulowitzki as a veteran present. He has uh, he's paying dividends to all these to the to the young players. He's teaching them how to play the game. Teaching them how to work out. There's some great stories that came out of that I had never heard. Um, about he and Bo Bichette, like texting for the last two years 
But of course, he knew Bob Shep because he was a fucking child hanging around the clubhouse. Right, that's of course. And yeah. now he's feeding them tips and getting them ready to 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 work every day. So anything good that happens, I'm going to attribute to Troy Tulowitzki, the veteran sage that he is, and without whom the Blue Jays would be lost. So congratulations, Troy Tulowitzki, and thank you for your positive positive influence yeah, he's, on the club. He's like a he's like Cito, basically. He's might as well be Cito. We oh, that's we something know, we could we talk about. He does it, but he just he's he's out there telling him telling him how to how to pick up uh pitchers signals, how, how to how to figure it all out. Sorry, please uh, go. So, no, I was going to say, well, one thing we don't we don't need to talk about the the bad things that are going. We don't need to talk about the, the fact that Devin Travis is like 1 for 20 <laughs> on the year. Yeah, he'll be fine. He did that last April really? too, and then and then killed it in May. Yeah, you don't think it'll be fine? I think it'll be fine. I think I'm going to start. I, I, I'm officially no, not yet. It's obviously too early. Um, maybe by you know tax day, <laughs> I or I the think, end of May. I think I know I've what already you're got. Up to. I, I know what you're up. I'm to. I'm going to. Well, no, there's two things I'm up to. Okay. You, you know the one. Okay. The first one is that I'm already lamenting the fact that they didn't or weren't able to sign Neil Walker. Wow. Yeah. I got I've got Neil Walker envy. Yeah. Number one. Well, but if, number two if my boy Kendrys hmm? wasn't if my boy Kendrys wasn't here, then uh then that could have worked. But alas. He'll yes. he'll 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 set those those fears. He'll put me at ease. He'll set those that aside. Just just keep watching that exit velocity. That's all we got. He's got glasses. He's got those new glasses. Yeah. He did. He's adjusting, and he misses his old glasses. <laughs> somebody was. Somebody said, "Oh, does maybe was it Jonah? Perhaps somebody said, like, you know, when you get a new pair of glasses, and it's like the whole world's kind of fisheye for a bit before your eyes get used to it. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> maybe that's his problem. But I, I, you know, sadly, I don't believe that that's the case because he was, you know, not great last year. But also, people noticed that you know he had the la- the late game heroics." Uh, which I thought a good point was, I think somebody, it was either Josh Housem or somebody talking to him, talking about this, uh, that very subject uh, on Twitter and suggesting that, you know, late in game, uh, you, you just don't go, you, you don't get the guys throwing junk up there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and junk is, is not a good thing for Kendrys right now. Uh, give him a fastball. He might be able to do something with it, but uh, anything, anything that's going to move in the slightest. Uh, and he's swinging over top of it. So perhaps that That's explains fine. that. Perhaps it explains his late game heroics, and also why he's not good uh, the rest of the time. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Um, eh. What I was going to say mm-hmm. is uh, the other thing. The other side of of Devin Devin Travis. Should Devin Travis, for whatever reason, I don't believe it, but if he's unable to um, pull out of a no, of this early season nosedive, he'll be fine. Uh, it means one thing and one thing only. It means that my prediction is going to come true. Good. You know that, right? They're already heating up in double A. Oh, yeah, uh, they started tonight, did they? They did, yeah. Uh, home runs each, one each, two each? <laughs> I don't think so. Vlad had a double and a walk, I saw at one point. I don't know how it... Uh, where that all ended, I'll have to get my. I might have to buy an MI, the minor league, you know, MILB TV subscription. I think you can watch a bunch of those games on there. You're not going to need it for long, so maybe don't. <laughs> I, there's always there's always going to be Logan Warmoth and uh, Nate Pearson to watch. 
the warm off himself. Uh, yeah, no, Bo Bichette's coming. He's going to come. Uh, yeah, another thing, uh, uh, the value of depth is you get to see it when it goes bad. Because uh, God bless uh, Giffen Gope, but he is not a big leaguer. Uh, I don't think it's too early to say that. It's not much, not much of a hitter there, is he? Yeah. The, the, I mean, defense, yeah. the defense is okay. I mean, like I don't know. Would you say the same of Ryan Goins, perhaps? He's not a big leaguer? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. We, we, we all but said that for many years. I don't know if we questioned his utility as a as a bench player, but he was kind of just a guy you would like to see on the bench. I can I could kind of go with that with, for Gift as well, I suppose. Like I don't mind him I, sitting on the bench, but yeah, is he a big leaguer in terms of like should he be allowed to play in a big league game? I yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a stretch. I definitely think that I need would need to see more of his defense. I can't say that I've that, that I have seen enough of his defense in a they, way that it, um, supposedly it's good. Apparently they like it. But yeah, good. I don't know. So you're what you you ready for Danny Espinosa, right? I mean, no, no, no. I'm I'm ready for Bo Bichette. Okay, he he could play second. He could play short, and then uh, Diaz can play second until prove until they have to okay. move back. Devin Travis also uh, last on the Blue Jays and expected weighted weighted on base. Come on up, bring him up, bring him up, <laughs> no, bring see- him up. It's happening. <laughs> April, what day is today? April the 5th. We've made it to the 5th day of April, and I am calling him up. To He's replace coming. to replace Devin Travis, no less. Who is fine? Who will be fine? Bring him up. <laughs> that was that was the lips on the microphone job right there. <laughs> I could tell. I think the, I think the <laughs> people like, who just drove off the fucking highway probably could as well. This the okay. You no, know, that is pretty loud. As I look at this, <laughs> as I look at the uh, anything else, the Yankees are horrifying. The Yankees are truly, truly yeah. terrifying. Yeah, just for whatever that's worth. Jays took two out of two out of four. Cannot complain about that. Do not think that uh, the bullpen is going to gag away too lead too often. There are too many unhittable monsters in that bullpen. And uh, Luis Severino, as it turns out, also an unhittable monster. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. No, yeah, they they're, are they're they terrible. are really, really, really scary. Oh, it makes me mad. Do you have uh, Do you have any thoughts on attendance shaming? Yeah, fuck that. I saw some of it. People were talking about There's um, a lot of attendance talk. There was that was that was the talk that was, there there were a lot of pre you know first guessing like well if they don't win if they don't win early on the attendance is going to be a problem that's a, you know we went through this on the live show and I went yes. off on some kind of bizarre <laughs> tangent like a maniac but um, yeah but it's expensive I wanted to go Sunday Sunday there were plenty of tickets available. Um, it was Easter Sunday. We we didn't. Uh, my family, like my kids and stuff, we didn't have any plans. And uh, and my wife and I were like, "Hey, maybe we'll bring. We'll go to the Blue Jays game. It's too fucking expensive to, to even to sit up in the in the five hundred level. I'm just like, I don't. Do I really want to spend two hundred dollars to go to a, a ball game? I don't think that I do. So I didn't. I think that's fair. It's for me, and I, I can't. I'm not trying to speak for anybody else, but 
like I'm obviously a, not a normal baseball fan, but for me, it's just really easy to just go without. Like I just, I just don't have to go because I, it's just a lot of money, and I can watch the games on my TV, on my phone, on my computer, on my iPad, whatever. It's not the same, but I don't. I it's easy for me to go without, and I don't think that I'm alone in that. And and I had some people that were saying to make a similar comment, saying that like one one guy said that it, his dad has been officially priced out now. Like he used to go to twenty games a year, and he just can't swing it now because it's just gotten that much more expensive. And you know, if the market well, well, it remains to be seen that the market will bear it. And if the team's good again, then the market will support it. But um, if the team is okay up until the bitter end, then you know we'll see. But for me, it's too much. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's not why I'm not going. It's because it's because I got to tack a fucking go train ticket on top of that. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I I completely I completely get that. It's a it's an interesting conversation. It's a weird conversation because there are just there are squids who are very quick to be like, well, that's Mark Shapiro's doing right there. He's raised he's raised the prices, and they have gone up. I'm not going to proclaim like they're not going up. Um, mm-hmm. But that but it is, wasn't. But that is the nature of of sports right now, and that is what the thing that the teams are grappling with too, right? And that's why, you know, that's why they want to put a ton of money into the building to give, not because it's, you know, not because to give discounts on tickets, obviously, but to give different areas and make it a, a make it a a draw that is more than just, all right, we're going to pay two hundred bucks, we're going to sit in the nosebleeds, we're going to eat some shitty hot dogs, and then that's it. They, they kind of, uh, you know, they think that that's a way to to drive uh, attendance and to create experiences as they would say in their weird corporate speaking, like create connections like that. And, and maybe that, oh, that's, maybe that is a thing. And maybe that is a way to do it. And maybe that is a thing. I mean, if there were more space, the, the, the fucking flight deck is a, is a wonderful thing, right? I mean, you can mm-hmm. go buy the cheapest ticket in the house and stand and have a, have a nice spot there. I mean, if they, it seems like, I mean, I wrote about this and I talked about this on the last podcast, but like, it, it seems like that's kind of the way they want to go in terms of having more open spaces in the concourses. And, uh, and yeah, the, I, I could see that helping, but like you say, it's the market's going to get a, it could bear these tickets if it was a winning product and maybe, maybe it will be, maybe it'll be worth going. And, you know, it is, it, it is another thing when it's, it, the weather's shitty and the, the dome's closed and all that, but, uh, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, the, the the shaming aspect of it uh, can fuck right off, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And the we we again we spoke of this on the live show uh, last week's episode. But um, for me, the all the all the ballpark stuff and the way that they were talking and and you you were discussing how they want to make it like a destination, even when there are no games. And and to me, that's just a brand. That's a pure brand play. That's pure brand affinity. All they want, they want you to associate those good times and those nice restaurants and that experience with the team, and, and that makes it that much easier to separate you from your money. And and from again, because of who I am, the kind of baseball fan that I am, the the stadium experience obviously matters, but it's not the thing that's keeping me away. If the if the ballpark was nicer and I was and I you know if it had massive seats or whatever, like I, I don't know that that's the that's not the barrier for me because I'm yeah. I'm I'm not a I'm not a fairweather fan. I'm not a my, my fandom isn't in doubt. My my commitment to the brand in that way isn't in doubt. But where and how I choose to spend my money with them, it is because I just for me I don't have it's just not in the cards necessarily right now. Sure, but um, you're but so what you're saying I'm is sure you're you're more of a true blue true blue Tim than a Bay Street Brad is what you're 
is what you're trying to say. Yeah, but uh, they, <laughs> yes, no, I'm not. I'm not a true blue Tim because I don't think that they would view me up with that uh, persona because I don't like I'm not just handing money over to them. You know, thought like, not right. thoughtlessly or right in in an emo- like it is it it's not an emotional buy for me because it's not a buy, right? Like I'm not. They don't have they from the team's perspective. From their data, they don't know who I am. Like they don't have. I don't. I'm not a. I've never been a season ticket holder. I've never been a like a flex pack holder. I don't have a. I don't have a ticket agent. I don't. They just. They don't have me in their system. Me personally, obviously, they know who my fan type is. But mm. well, maybe maybe but, your family time Flanders. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm probably closer to that because it's like a once a year or twice a year thing where I will come and show up. But. um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. Don't don't. I don't care about attendance shaming. Obviously, it's better when there's lots of people there, and I, I salute all the people that do make it down. And if you drag your kids, or if you do what you do when you're in your new twenties and you randomly show up and have a couple of drinks, that's awesome. Have a great time. I, I wish I wish I could. Not yet. Not now. <laughs> uh, I wanted yeah. to talk. So I did. We talked about the Yankees. I got that noted with the Red Sox. The Jays haven't faced the Red Sox yet. And, uh, I'm sure there are some games coming up. Red Sox are. Um, uh, or horrible. Every, everything about the Red Sox is what I thought it would be, and it's bad. Yeah, um, unfortunately. They don't give up any runs. Nobody is allowed to score any runs against them. It's just like a rule that they have now, where you don't they don't give up hits or outs or, or hits or home runs or anything like that. So that's fun. Yeah. Makes yeah. me happy. Uh, one last thing. So we'll move on. We're looking ahead. There's games to talk about. So we talked about the games that happened. They played the White Sox. White Sox, uh, White Sox a little bit scary in a couple of years. They got a lot of guys who they can hit. Like anybody, they can hit home runs off of any fucking buddy in town. Um, but now the Blue Jays are coming up. Uh, they're going to face the trash Rangers. The Rangers are bad. The Rangers are not. The Rangers are like the Blue Jays, but worse, I think, um, in that they're in a bit of a kind of in-between zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Rangers didn't really do anything in the offseason. You know, neither the Jays team has kind of more or shitty players. And there, Josh Donaldson is like 39 years old. Yes. Of, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, that's perhaps the most important difference. Yeah. But yeah, no, and, I, and neither pitch, like, wh- wh- who is their Stroman and Sanchez? And, and you know, they lost you, Darvish. What, what a, I mean, I guess they yeah. did that at the trade deadline last year, which worked out swimmingly for the Dodgers, as I recall. Um, but yeah, they no. They did make it to the seventh game of the World Series. They, the, they did, that did happen. That. <laughs> not, a, not a proven, the, not a proven playoff performer, though. Not when he's tipping his pitches in the World Series and getting his tits lit, like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, you're right. The, the 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 Rangers are. I mean, when we talk about the teams that are in the second tier of the American League, yeah, you know, the Rangers and the Mariners, you could maybe, you maybe put them there. Uh, but it's they're kind of borderline, I think, as compared to the Angels and the Jays and the uh, well, uh, the other team that's decent. Whichever the fuck team For me, is. the Rangers are like significantly worse than the Mar- Mariners, and the Mariners are worse than the Blue Jays. I think that's fair. The Angels, uh, the Angels oh are, boy, yeah, ha- <laughs> Halos all day, Halos all day. The new Angels podcast that I'm starting, uh, I'll talk to anybody. I won't even record it. I'm just going to talk about the Angels all day. Uh, somebody, Rob Irkane or no, uh, Ryan, my buddy, was like talking about the Homer Shrub GIF, but like. Me with a Giants cap and then going into the shrubs and coming out with an Angels cap. Uh, Angels are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. boy. Might as well get uh, in on the ground floor of this Otani thing. I did tweet about, you know, enjoying his uh, his suffering, but 
uh, it's kind of awesome if he's going to be really good. Especially Did though, you see- especially though, for me, if he's going to be you know on Mike Trout's team, which means he will never make the playoffs anyway. So. <laughs> Um, Otani, there was a great uh, Japanese TV had a cool thing where they showed how even just between now and spring training, he he made a big change. He took out his um, stride. He like took out his leg, his leg, uh, like his front foot lift and added almost like a toe tap and kind of his, his the thing that the mechanism that starts his swing just happens way earlier and way simpler. And it's worked. He turned around to Corey Kluber. Or he hit, was it a curveball of Kluber's that he hit? He had a big slow know, curve from but... Tomlin. He hit, uh, he's got three home runs, right? One of them, he hit one off Kluber, um, you know, one of the two or three best pitchers in the game. And he hit one off Tomlin, who's fine. And uh, uh, I don't know. He's amazing. He's so amazing. He might team, be, that team yeah. is good. And Pujols even looks like he's a, like a non-cadaver, which is great. Which is which is reason enough to just discount everything we've said all podcast long about, <laughs> about whatever, trying to assess anything about the early days of the season, yeah. I will say though, actually, that Pujols uh, looks like doesn't look like a like a cadaver. He looks spry, still can't hit. So yeah. maybe you know sample sizes notwithstanding. It is, you but, know what uh, I mean. He he was I I have, no, I have no like soft spot for the Cardinals really, but he was so fucking good. I actually I mean I I remember he I was an early adopter in fantasy, and I have a keeper league that I just I added for years and years and years. So it was very closely paying attention because he was like what hit when it when he first hit it was like oh shit this ridiculous fucking amazing guy has just showed up out of essentially nowhere especially at that time we weren't really you know the prospect thing wasn't the same thing and he wasn't on the radar as, as an enormous prospect sort of in the way that you know he became mm-hmm. a re- like a legit hall of famer instantly and for many years i mean of course the man what? the man was 35 years old when he reached the big leagues but uh but I mean, fuck! It's it just, it just I it just strikes me. It's it's so easy to make fun of Pools and to and to that whole situation and the amount of money that he's up. But he, my God, he was really good. And I think it's sometimes good to remind myself, like, why he got paid that much because he was unfucking believable. I think really good is like a significant undersell. It really is, yeah. Albert Pools, who was like, who is legitimately in the conversation for the first dozen years of his career. Of like the best right-handed batters of all time. Yeah, like the he even though his 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 weight his career weighted weighted runs created plus is one is like one fifty career, <laughs> and that includes two years of like significant decline, and uh, and then or sorry maybe three years of significant decline. One of which was like significantly below average, and then two kind of just above average years. Um, like one of the best players of all time, like no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. Guy who's been worth ninety wins above current replacement for his career, <laughs> which would have, which was higher than that like three years ago. Yeah, but, true. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the Angels. Uh, there's reason to be reason to be excited if you're an Angels fan. If you're a Blue Jays fan, they're the, they're the team that you're kind of keeping your eye on um, uh, for the wild card, and then of course um, the Twins as well. Yeah, but that's actually I mean, Cleveland's had a bit of a rough start, but yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. the Cleveland's still better than Minnesota. Oh fuck yeah. But yeah, and I, but it is a, it is actually I was just gonna say, you know it's it I, I mean you obviously are way you, you're way in on this but uh, but like, it is fun as a, to to have the Angels as the team that maybe will be uh, following as the as the Jays rival or the Jays are the you know trying to catch them all year uh, not mm-hmm. just not just because they are a fun team with fun players with you know 
<laughs> Pools, and as we've discussed, a legit first ballot Hall of Fame guy who's obviously talking shit now, but Otani is incredible. <laughs> Trout's incredible. I mean, you know, you know, people know who plays for the fucking Angels, but they, and they got the they got the West Coast thing too, which means like you can you can settle in for like nineteen hours of of baseball in an evening, and uh, you know, it could it could set up very well if the Blue Jays hold up their end of the bargain here. Which you know, maybe they will. Maybe they will. They just might. And you know what? Crazier things have happened. Uh, it is again. It is very. It's, they're obviously early days, and we don't. We're not going to worry too much about anyone other than Devin Travis, who I've unfortunately buried and and yeah. have called up Bobichet. I place. feel. I but feel. You other than that, I feel you were going to say worse things about the Rangers, and we and we got. Oh yeah, we were talking about the Rangers. Rangers are trash. They are so <laughs> bad. Go. There we go. <laughs> uh, on top of the Rangers being trash, let us not ref- reflect on their Blue Lives Matter night that they've got coming oh, up. Really? Uh, yeah. Fuck Did you see there was also some real something really horrific, which was Blue Lives Matter night. They're giving away like 25,000 hats, Blue Lives Matter hats. Uh, the day before is the, the Jackie Ra- Robinson Day. And they're giving away 5,000 Jackie Robinson commemorative coins. What? What? Why is that allowed to happen? That's weird. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. You know. It's, know. The Rangers are trash. They sell poison in their, in their concession stands to murder those poor, unsuspecting Texans <laughs> who are eating just like a big, enormous bag of nitrate. Oh my God! What's happened? Uh, no, they're bad. The Rangers are bad, and not only are they bad, they should feel bad. And for the resurgent Blue Jays, or the the happily treading water Blue Jays, the Rangers should represent a nice opportunity to pick up some W's. I mean, they've still got Cole Hamels, even though he's not quite what he was once before. Uh, they have Bartolo Colon, who everyone loves to love, but also fuck Bartolo Colon. I hope the Jays get to face him. Yeah. And I hope that uh, his ample bosoms are set alight. Uh, I don't know. They're just, they, they, the Rangers are treading water this year. They've got a couple of nice prospects. Or do they? I, I don't know. They, they don't have a Vlad Guerrero Jr. They don't have a Boba Shad who'll be playing second base every day this year. They don't have anything like that. I mean, that. Domar Mazzara is like 22 still. and, and He's I, a nice player. He, he could, I think, be better than. Uh, than he has shown so far as a big leaguer, um, but yeah, no, I I, I, I I like Nomar Masara a lot. But Five yeah. million dollars signing bonus for him—that's pretty crazy. Well, it seems to be working out. He he was really hot at the when he first came up, and then last year was maybe not uh, not so good. But yeah, I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised to see him do something. But uh, yeah, they got the shitbag Odor still, who's terrible, uh, which mm-hmm. is deli- got- which is delightful. Um, a future Blue Jay jerks and Profar out there. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, obviously the Blue Jays. So you and I are carrying on a, a fine tradition of Blue Jays fans shitting all over the Rangers. Um, but there's obviously something missing this year. There is a missing element of the Rangers and uh, Blue Jays rivalry, and that is, of course, Jose Bautista. Uh, I'm sure most Rangers fans won't even notice that he's not there because they don't know shit about shit. But. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's um It's going to take it, it's not going to take long for us as Blue Jays fans to re- to to like I mean I, most of 
the season's going. The season's on. They're playing every day. He's not here, Jose Bautista. He, he doesn't have a job right now. Um, he's out that's there. It. He's like, out there liking fucking Instagrams. And he he showed up on the there was a BNN story about him. Uh, oh really? Yesterday really? That I saw. Yeah, just talking about his watches and you know business interests. I don't know. Does he own those booster juices, or does he just get paid by booster juice? I don't even know if there's. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't own a few. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But uh, yeah, it is. It's it's going to be it's going to be a strange thing. I mean, no. Some might say no stranger than the fact that he hasn't been there at all yet in the season. But it's just such a it's an early reminder of a series that would be. You know, there's going to be fanfare, and it's not going to be about one guy on opening day and with the Yankees in town for that series, and the second series is going to be a dud. And then had Bautista still been here, it would have been like, this is about this one guy, because he's basically, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's a few holdovers still, but he's so central to that whole thing, and, you know, the replays would be going, you'd see the punch, you'd see the bad flip, you'd see, you know, all all of the stuff, all of the stuff that made that, you know, a weird like cross country cross continental rivalry uh and you know sort of a non-traditional rivalry that just sort of came about organically out of these playoff appearances mm-hmm. which is which is a, a great way to have a rivalry not necessarily a lasting way to have a, a rivalry right like you're you're not playing them 19 times a year but for that short burst you have real you know genuine animosity and a real a real thing going on there and then that's uh you know i i I don't want to say that's gone before we even see the first game, but it's gone, right? I mean, that's what 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 is that without Bautista being there? I'm not pining for the guy who was really really bad last year to be there, uh, but yeah, it's I think it's a thing that we're going to uh, we're going to notice, and it's going to it's going to bring home the fact that yeah, this season's going, and it didn't happen. Like nobody nobody called, and nobody offered what he wanted, and he's out there. Talking about watches on BNN or whatever you say he's doing, as opposed to mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. for anybody. You know, we joked. I joked all year last year about you know the sad day at the Trop when he was going to have to you know bow out in June because he couldn't hack it after getting a getting a, a uh, you know a one year deal and he didn't even get that. Uh, it's you know, and that weird. that that that's worse than this. That would be worse than this. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy to never um, have to see him wear the fucking Rays uniform. And then that way we can just skip ahead to the, you know, the level of excellence and and whatever else. The statue, on, the bat flip on, statue, yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Uh, we didn't talk about the Ori Halliday thing um, much at all. No, you know, obviously we didn't, that. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Uh, what what can you say? It was it was pretty cool to see a lot of um, those old players out there. Cito and and uh hankin and paul spoljeric i think was that yeah there? Oh, spoljeric was out there yeah he was <laughs> spoljeric like replied to a tweet of mine when i was talking about uh ben revere the other day so i think really? I, I tweeted nice things about or some not even nice things i tweeted nice things about myself but used ben revere as sort of cover because <laughs> because he i think he got released and i was like <laughs> i was like you know, I, I, I'm so glad, like, I was so wrong about Ben Revere, or I was right about Ben Revere, but I was really happy that I was, I looked very wrong at first, because he had that great, great little run mm-hmm. with the Blue Jays at the perfect time, but then instantly was even worse than, than I sort of made him out to be, 
And and then somebody re- replies about that at bat, the at bat in Game Six in Kansas City, like something mm-hmm. snarky about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, my favorite or, or like it or whatever you do, whatever they call it on Twitter now now these days. And I kind of do a double take. I'm like, oh, that, what says Paul Smoljarek? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Smoljarek? Just fucking dragging Ben Revere's at bat three years down the road. I'm like, yes, yes, Paul, fucking right. Jumping up and down because he was mad about that strike call. Yes, people still hang on to that strike call. What Ben Revere? The, I was Ben Revere had I a was, great. I was great so drunk. Two I, months. Sorry, yeah, sorry. But I was so drunk. I don't remember that game at all, really. Which that is for game? The best. That game was awesome. Ben Revere made an insane catch in that game. I don't know if you remember remember that. No. He like climbed that stupid left field wall in uh, in Kansas no. City. It was awesome. He made a great catch. And Jose Bautista hit two home runs that I, game. I two. do. I do one remember and that. Two. I'm, I'm second might... one off of Ryan Madsen. Oh, great! I do remember that. That's a yeah. Was that before the rain delay? Yes. Because the rain delay just went like, there were a lot of shots. And then, of course. And frankly, I have not, it's not one I've rushed back to fucking rewatch. Well, because, again, we're praising Jose Bautista, but it was his tendency to throw behind runners uh, when there's a, a guy on first, the ball goes into the corner, he tends to throw it into second base to try to catch runners. So that's when they sent. Kane, because they knew that Bautista did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember wow. that, but uh, uh, but oh, and then, of course, yeah, the holiday thing. So it was, it was uh, touching. Is everyone was so much more composed than I would have been? My God, his kids, yeah, well, his, son, his his sons and yeah. his wife, and wife obviously was very uh, brandy. Uh, was very emotional about, at the end, uh, and of course, uh, Scott Rowland, Scott Rowland, Chris Carpenter. Obviously, he and Chris Carpenter were kind of famous friends and mm-hmm. fishing on those crazy fishing trips in the Amazon with BJ Ryan and stuff like that. But uh, to see Scott Rowland back wearing the Blue Jays uniform was um, the best. It was pretty cool. Because Scott Rowland is the best. But yeah, uh, I, that's I, it. I, well, huh? it may, I, may I say one one more thing about the holiday thing? Which oh, of course, is, which of is course. Sort of, I, I'm going to make a more, not not a crass point, but a point about something that it's not really what the point of it is. You know, I mean, obviously it was a, mm. uh, a touching ceremony and I think it was... Uh, you know, it, it was it was well done, and that you know I don't want to make it about this, but for all the flack that the Blue Jays took when that initially happened, and and some you know some busybodies fucking mitten stringers trying to make a story out of how the the horrible Blue Jays who just fired their buddies because maybe they're Canadian or you know all that bullshit, trying to make it into a a here's how we can paint the front office in a bad light way, and then with with perhaps some kernels of truth about their not functioning properly in the wake of the tragedy that happened and all of that stuff. Uh, they, whatever it was, they did. It was not a good look for the blue Jays when that all happened. And I think they hit all the right notes and everything came together uh, in a really uh, touching way. And, and uh, from an optics perspective, which is a, again, a stupid way to, to look at something the, of this nature, but from that perspective, I think it was uh, it was just very on point, and uh, I think it was well done. Absolutely, it, it was. It was. It was. Um, it was touching again. It was difficult to, um, you know, it was. And then for me to watch it in an unusual setting like that, very you know, that big gigantic room, mm-hmm. uh, really loud, but it was still. Uh, it was still very emotional, still very touching, and yeah. uh, it was it was good to see. And I know the Phillies did uh, something for for him today. I don't know if they went to the same 
um, the greed the Blue Jays did, but uh, hopefully we'll see. As you said, you mentioned, you alluded to uh, Jose Bautista statue. It'd be nice to see uh, a Halliday one out there as well. Uh, but that's it for this edition. Welcome back, baseball. For real, though. For real baseball. Trash Rangers, trash Orioles. Good looking week ahead. Uh, we didn't do it last week. Super bad. Patreon exclusive content is going to come up. We're going to talk about Josh Donaldson and what he may have learned from a certain bearded member of the Colorado Rack- Rockies. Uh, of course, you can support if you want to become a Patreon uh, uh, supporter. If you want to uh, to, to contribute and, and and support the content that you value, you can of course go to Patreon.com/slash/BirdsAllDay and uh, kick a, kiss, kick us a couple bucks a month. Keep us living in the uh, style to which we've grown, we've grown accustomed. Maybe what, what Stoughton and I can do, and we'll, we're obviously willing to listen to some feedback if you've got it, uh, uh, we can maybe readjust some of the Patreon goals. And if there's something that, that uh, some of the folks want to want to see, or if there's something that's attainable, uh, given where we are right now, maybe we can uh, we can adjust that and uh, and, and get people um, uh, supporting the supporting our content. I know the guys of Productive Outs just launched launched Patreon too, so if you like them. If you like Ian and Riley talking about baseball, you can uh, support their podcast on uh, Patreon as well. Uh, and if you, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash birds all day. That's more of it's the great or the one of the first ways you can get the podcast uh, from us directly from SoundCloud, which is, of course, where it's hosted, where you can grab the RSS if you want to put it into your Stitcher, into your iTunes, into wherever. Uh, and yeah, iTunes, go there and say, uh, say something nice. Give us a review. Give us a thumbs up. And you can subscribe there, too. Uh, you can read Stoughton at The Athletic. Full-time. Only The Athletic. That's it. And, uh, of course, you can follow him on uh, on Twitter, at Andrew Stoughton. Anything else? Stoughton, anything you got to pitch? No, that's it. I got a book. No, I, mentioned, I mentioned a book, but I don't like I, to And I laughed. And I laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody wants me to write a book. It's, it's like, it's, it's in the works. I mean, I wish it was a little more in the works, which is why I'm not talking mm. about it as much. I'd like, to, I'd like to knock out a few more chapters before I do it, but... Uh, it's you know it's a blue jay it'll be a blue jays thing it'll be a fun thing. Uh, Write it up, yeah, yeah. Get Write uh, it. yeah. Get possible jerk to do the forward. There you go. <laughs> no, get Stroman to do the. Oh shh, shh, shh. No <laughs> industry secrets. Um, yeah, that's cool. Oh, and thanks to everybody who came again. Thanks again to everyone who came to the rec room. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks to um, to the good people at uh, CP24 who had me on TV beforehand. So I got to have makeup on when I was there in front of all those people looking like a million bucks. That was nice. My they filled in my eyebrows. Well done. Important. I'm, I'm stroking them right now. Stroking my eyebrows. My eyebrows. They were filled in with a pencil. It was very unusual. Uh, all right. So that's it. We'll talk to you next week uh, on Birds All Day.